This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my podcast for Tuesday, March 10th. By the end of the month, more than half the delegates in the Democratic Party's race for the presidency will have been won. Today, March 10th, voters in six more states are gearing up for their primaries, and another four states are on tap for March 17th next week. With millions already looking ahead to November 3rd, what are the issues that will bring conservatives out to vote? I'm not a policy expert, but I am a Christian journalist focusing on the things I know matter most to evangelical Christian voters. To that end, here's a quick overview of some key issues. These may seem obvious, but what's more important to the faithful is the narrative that candidates deliver, which serves as the litmus test of where their hearts really are on the issues. Evangelical voters can easily discern if a political candidate is merely giving lip service to cultural concerns near and dear to those with hearts for God or if that candidate is truly concerned about these important issues. First, abortion. A huge concern is stopping late-term abortion and being certain we have a president who will nominate conservative U.S. Supreme Court justices who will rule favorably on the various heartbeat bills that several states passed in 2019. The bills banned abortion once a fetal heartbeat could be detected which can be as early as six weeks, and were passed partly to bring the issue before the Supreme Court. Another important issue is Israel and the Middle East. There's also concern over the Iran nuclear deal and whether the United States continues to give strong support to Israel. For many Christians, including those involved in groups such as Christians United for Israel, this is a top policy issue. Many Christian Zionists even believe our support of Israel is what guarantees God's blessing on America. An issue that's very close to my heart is religious freedom. Many Christians believe that religious liberty protected by the First Amendment is under severe attack, especially by the courts. And that alone will motivate hundreds of thousands to turn up to the polls to stop these trends. The government power brokers on the left seem to want to replace individual rights with the rights of groups which would undercut our very Constitution. Along that line is the topic of Supreme Court justices. The battle over justice appointments is typically viewed through the lens of whether the nominee is an originalist or a postmodernist. Originalists believe that the Constitution's meaning is fixed and Supreme Court rulings should be based on what the authors meant when they wrote the documents. Non-originalists and postmodernists believe the Supreme Court should base its decisions on what the text of the Constitution means to modern readers. Because these views have significant impact on the justices' interpretation of the Constitution, which affects every aspect of American life, including religious liberties, the Supreme Court nomination process has become a fistfight. Ralph Reed of the Faith and Freedom Coalition told me in my new book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, that only time will tell if the Democrats actually go off a cliff in their extreme leftist agenda. Often at election time, they will try to seem much more middle of the road and let unelected, left-leaning judges accomplish their goals, such as finding so-called rights in the Constitution that are not there, such as on the issues of same-sex marriage and abortion.
Another important topic is immigration. This is an issue so important, I devote an entire chapter to the discussion of what the Bible says about borders. Old Testament laws associated with foreigners make the case for assimilation, as those foreigners living in the Israelite community had to adhere to the Jewish law. Modern immigration policy, with its emphasis on multiculturalism, is a looming Tower of Babel disaster, in my opinion. Unfortunately, some liberal Christians try to frame the immigration debate only as whether Christians should have compassion for the immigrants who are poor, which we should. But Christianity does not endorse a suicidal immigration policy that gives a country no right to define and defend its borders. Another important topic is that of justice. And this is one area where evangelicals often find commonality with the left because justice is important in the Bible. Christians see it in moral terms. And I've had black pastors who are passionate about criminal justice tell me that is the one issue why they stick with the Democratic Party. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump has provided valuable leadership to this important issue of reforming our criminal justice system to give nonviolent offenders a second chance at life. Even though Democrats act as if they have owned this issue for decades, they never accomplished what the Trump administration has accomplished. Interestingly, the concept of prison reform is based on the biblical principles of paying restitution to victims, repenting of past wrongs, working, getting educated, and developing the skills to succeed. As a result, a bipartisan coalition of liberal Democrats in the Democratic Party and conservatives and Christians in the Republican Party was built in order to pass needed prison reforms in 2018. But sadly, those instances of bipartisan consensus and compromise are few and far between. Because the Democrats have held the House of Representatives since the midterms, not much is happening legislatively. Therefore, the focus of conservative activists is on court appointments in the Senate and working with the administration on executive actions such as the Department of Health and Human Services' latest conscience protection. For example, Ralph Reed's coalition has a full team of lobbyists in Washington who work on these very important issues every day. He and others are meanwhile building infrastructure and getting ready for 2020. Ralph told me, quote, I want to turn out the biggest Christian vote in U.S. history in 2020, unquote. By the way, Ralph Reed was one of the most important sources that I had for my new book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election. And we talk about how very serious this election is and how all of these issues that I have articulated in this podcast are very real and where the two sides sit on those topics. I encourage you to pick up a copy of my book. It's called God, Trump, and the 2020 Election. You can really get it anywhere Christian books are sold. Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Sam's, Costco, BJ's, a whole bunch of grocery store chains, and also a lot of Christian bookstores, of course, and websites such as christianbooks.com, but also, of course, barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com, of course, is the one people are most familiar with. It's always easy to get them online, but when you're in one of these stores and you see a copy, pick it up. We want those copies to sell, of course, and as I've said before, when the books don't sell, it makes it harder for other publishers to get Christian books into those locations. 
With that, I'll wrap up this edition of my podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting my book. Thank you for sharing the podcast. This God Trump 2020 podcast is new just since January 1st, and we already are at about half a million downloads, which is rather amazing when you think about it. And it's because people like you listen day after day and also because you share it with friends. Again, thank you for listening. God bless you. I'm Stephen Strang.